Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Miriam. And welcome to Hella in Your Thirties. This week we visit our family for the holidays. Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Let's do jumping jacks. And we'll get rich. But oops, I found that bottle of gin underneath the sink again. So tomorrow's a new day. Let's order pizza. Hey guys, how's it going? We hope it's going great for you. Yes, um, <laughs> we are this week uh, in Seattle. We're visiting our families. In the great city of Seattle, Washington. And what we do, uh, this is something I really like. When you're, We've talked a little bit about this, but we uh, were married, don't have any kids. And a lot of the time, the holidays, if we go during Christmas, um, we have to split up all the time. So lately, what we've been doing. What Muriel means by that is that both of our families are in Seattle. So both my parents, her parents, we have siblings out here. So we, you know, I have to go to my house for Christmas. She goes like, never the two shall meet. Right. So that which was isn't like, exactly true, but it's complicated. It's kind of true. I mean, it's like it. It just becomes like it, it's just a lot, a lot. So what we've been doing is working through through the holidays and then coming back in January, and it is choice i love <laughs> are you feeling good miriam i feel great so yes no, we're with our tradition so we had our you know obviously those of you who are with were with us we had our holidays in uh los angeles and like then we got on a plane and now we're in seattle and, and it is very seattle right now oh it my is, god could not be more gray more green and more rainy and also we're recording this right now in muriel's mother's um bedroom which is beautiful and has maps and paintings and art supplies and fun trinkets and is the coldest room I've ever been. Now my in. mom is pretty much a golem. I mean, I don't know what that is. Like a vampire or some sort of like <laughs> creature. She uh who has warm things but likes the temperature to be the exact opposite. She of that. also runs cold. Like her her blood pressure is like lower than an athlete. She has bright purple hair right now I know. also. She's just And her temperature, very... her resting temperature is like a couple of degrees below 98.6 it's like. very mysterious also i'm looking at a box she has a box of dura flames in here it's like don't act like you're gonna heat anything liz this is a uh emergencies <laughs> yeah um just yeah so last night we flew in it was the most classic flight of all time we flew in landed and they started playing the postal service as soon as we got into the airport <laughs> everyone was wearing beanies <laughs> it was ridiculous it just we, it went from zero to a hundred seattle miles per hour immediately it was pretty amazing and then we what did we do last night we came oh, we came straight to muriel's mother's house oh johnny who's been on the podcast yeah uh, he was here my brother brother from uh new york is out here also and we all uh came directly to the house and stopped at the grocery store, got a bunch of uh, party supplies, came home, and uh, immediately started singing karaoke in <laughs> in the living room. Which I mean, I fell asleep on the floor uh, at about I don't know midnight. I don't even know what time. Way Mur earlier than that, Muriel. I don't know if you understand what it's like to be around you <laughs> when you. You do. You transform into a different type of human being. What are you talking about? Around your family. And you just got, you got so loose. <laughs> she was, I tried to take away the microphone from her because she had just shredding her vocal cords. <laughs> and you do have to sing to perform in front of 
people in real circumstances. <laughs> uh, so I'm trying to protect your instrument, oh. if you will. And uh, she would have none of it. She was furious. <laughs> she snatched them. She was like, <laughs> I don't know what you said. I wasn't mean. No, I wasn't you mad. Were mean. You were mean. I, in my mind, I was like, you were just like, go to sleep or something. I did, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, can, no, I go, I you just go to sleep. I'm just going to keep singing. <laughs> it was so nice. And then I came over and I was like, honey, I was like, do you want me to put you to bed? And you're like, yeah. And then you just rolled over and went back to sleep on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I was out. But meanwhile, you guys were just scream singing until it felt like 5 a.m., but it wasn't that. I it think was we 1.30. Had, yeah, we went to bed actually pretty early. But, man, I you what does that feel like? How would you describe what you do when you're, with, in, when you're in that state? When I'm hanging out with my family? Well, yeah, I mean, hanging out with family is definitely part of it, but specifically singing karaoke, I mean – this isn't. This wasn't a karaoke bar. <laughs> it's not even a real setup exactly. It's just the living room with your mother, your brother, a sleeping husband, and you. And a dog. And a dog. Oh, you're right. Forgot about the dog. <laughs> and it's you just reach a whole other plane of existence. Yeah, I'm kicking it. <laughs> <laughs> just oh, you're right. You're right. Don't yeah. overthink it. I'm just kicking it. Mm-hmm. I have a hell of beer and pizza. I was eating pizza like, right before I went to sleep. Sorry to all of our vegan people. We did our episode last week about going vegetarian and vegan. That's not going to happen while we're on vacation this week. Everybody. No, it just was like but too our, much. But our house is stocked and ready to go. So yeah, I've got vegan soups. We've got all, everything all we're ready. We're putting a little pig pin in our... Uh, I said pig. I <laughs> we're putting a little pig in our stomachs. No, we're putting a little pin on, on our morals. Um, oh, and you know. last night I got a veggie pizza, so at least we didn't have meat on it, and that's the only one I ate. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Here I was eating whatever that other I stuff I know, but was. you were all on your high horse. Even this morning I was making eggs Benedict, and I was like, do you want bacon? And he's like, oh, no, I, don't be mad at me, but I don't want bacon. <laughs> I know. I'm going to be an insufferable vegan. You're already insufferable. It just gives you another level of whatever. I know, and it's going to be hilarious because <laughs> I'm not even going to be vegan, but I'm going to have all the moral superiority and like... <laughs> And I go, well, do you want pastrami? And you're like, no. And then later, you're, I was like, so no bacon. Well, okay, fine. Put bacon on it. <laughs> this is going to be real intense. Um, but uh, so anyways, don't get mad at us if we report back for being, no one gets mad at us. No one would get mad at us. Yeah, Why but we are putting that? a pin in it and then we are going to commit when we get back to doing that. Anyways, so, <laughs> so for you, it's nothing. For me, uh, watching you reach that level of existence it's just it's i don't know it's like watching um uh you know that the end of uh what music video the drake music video was it uh nice for what or something i think it was nice for what where it's like all the ladies are like being self-empowered and at the end it's that really corny shot of like michelle rodriguez like meditate floating Do you oh remember yeah, that? yeah yeah that's sort of i kind of th- Think that what was the your fuck are you trying to that say? was your meditate flotation <laughs> moment. When That's my like Courtney Michelle Rodriguez moment. <laughs> yeah, kind How of. How dare you? But in a very real sort of like <laughs> no one's watching and you're in your pajamas and your hair looks insane kind of real way. Yeah, you know, I was definitely just really in my feelings. I'm just saying it. You get very zen with your screech singing. <laughs> you know it's really amazing what? is that i have less of an idea of what i'm like now after talking with you about it <laughs> now i have zero idea you know i like to paint pictures and just make sure they're muddy at the end yeah it's good that's a good uh really good technique um yeah so you know we woke up this morning what happened we woke up my oh yeah the other thing that happened is my father 
my father, if you'll remember from our hip replacement episode, for some reason took my goddamn phone with him when he left our house last <laughs> night. But the way I understood it, Muriel's really like looking for her phone. And from the very beginning, she was like, I think my dad took it. I was I, like, he didn't take it. It's probably under the couch. I'm like searching. Eventually, I just texted Wes. I was like, hey, man, any chance you got Muriel's phone? He didn't get back to me. But it sounds like he left the house with two phones and but like that was a mystery to him. Like he he just like called my brother for some reason. It was like, why do I have two phones? My phone doesn't <laughs> even look like his phone. It's like his phone's tiny. Oh my god, I can't even stand it. And then he calls me and he goes, "Well, first of all, you know, I if you, I don't know if your dad is like this. My dad, if he knows that you want to get a hold of him, all of a sudden he's unavailable. So last night we kicked it till whatever, and then this morning he calls us at eight o'clock in the morning." <laughs> We're all asleep, and it's like calling everybody, trying to be like, I have Muriel's phone, or I have a phone. And then we wake up, we realize he has it, and then all of a sudden, he's just MIA. He's not answering his phone, won't respond to any texts, he's just gone. And then he finally calls, and I was like, why do you have my phone? And he just goes, you're an idiot. Your phone was sitting right next to my phone, and I knew where my phone was. And I was like, you're literally the idiot. <laughs> You have two phones. Like, actually, like, literally, you're the idiot. If anyone's an idiot. How are you going to call me an idiot? You're going to call and go, you're an idiot. I was like, it doesn't even look like your phone. You just took two phones. God damn ass. So anyway, uh, I don't have a phone. His He did score a lot of points. We gave him his uh, Christmas gift, which was a coffee mug with some photos, some lovely family photos on the coffee mug. And he just starts going, oh, oh, oh. He did a bunch of love howls. Yeah. And that, which made the dog howl. It was it was one of the most satisfying uh, gift-giving moments in it, recent memory. He for was sure. very, very sweet. What What's the other reason I got mad at him? I don't know. A lot of things, I think. Oh, yeah. The other thing, I don't know if your dad does this. Would you say, hey, dad, I'm going to, I made breakfast this morning i made like a big fancy breakfast and i was like we're gonna eat at 10 if you want to go to breakfast and he's like i'll be there i'll be there but then he'll be like he's like so what's the plan why isn't anybody telling me what's going on <laughs> and i was like it's at 10 come to breakfast and then he finally calls at like 10 15 and then tells me i'm an idiot and then i go are you coming to breakfast or not and he's like well you know and i go bring my goddamn phone and come to breakfast he's like okay okay i'll be there what time is it right now? It's it's almost one. I no, think. no, no. Is it? Oh yeah, it's yeah. almost one o'clock. He's not here. I don't have my phone, <laughs> and nobody knows where he is. So I put a bunch of cold potatoes on a plate and put some hollandaise sauce on it. I was like, "There's your breakfast, motherfucker." <laughs> um, I've been getting texts from my mom all morning. She's. Uh, V- vacuuming because I think <laughs> I think she hasn't vacuumed. She's basically we're gonna borrow her car tomorrow, and she was just like, "It's not it, there's just dog hair all over the place." <laughs> She's like, she was like, she literally was like, "Okay, I, I, all I have to do is vacuum, and then I'll come pick you up." And I think it's I think her plan is to vacuum her car for one hour. <laughs> I think that's the goal. I think she thinks it's an hour's worth of vacuuming. Uh, so all right, so that's the I'm gonna get picked up by my mother. I'm gonna go say what's up to my family today. I'm gonna spend the day with them and the night with them. Miro's gonna stay over here. Then tomorrow I'm gonna pick you up pretty early, probably nine AM. We're gonna go see my grandma. Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna come home and we're gonna spend the night with your dad. 
Yeah. And then and then Thursday night is over at my parents' house, and we're just going to keep checking in throughout the week. Yeah, so we're going to give a little check-in. We're going to say hi to Grandma Virginia, mm-hmm. come back, you know, see what's going on, see what's popping off. You so know? this episode's going to be uh, just a travel journal, I guess. Yeah. Is that what it is? This, yeah. is a, this is an in-time reflection on what it's like to visit your family. So if anybody's irritating you, such as coming over and being on their phone the entire night, <laughs> oh et yeah, uh, Muriel's other brother Monty came over. And <laughs> it was a nice little, um, you know, he had some good screen time. I'm sure he caught up on some reading or I something. I know. He came over uh, an hour later than he said he would. Sat on his phone the entire time, and when he wasn't on his phone, just was outside smoking, and then left like an hour and a half later. <laughs> And I think before he left, he just goes, you guys have just no concept of what a Monday is. <laughs> I was like, just don't come, bitch. I, gave, I bought these tickets so long ago. I was like, we're going to come. I have to come Monday through Friday. These are the days we're going to be there. Ah, <laughs> oh, That's hilarious. You guys have no concept what a Monday is. I didn't hear him say that. Oh, yeah. He was just like, somehow the reason why he's not having fun is because it's Monday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was the coldest, most classic, I, classic, annoying brother uh, visit. You know, that is, he's kind of got a point. I mean, he that he shouldn't have been on his phone so goddamn much. Uh, but you know. I, I think he's right. We don't really have a concept of what Mondays are. You know, I mean, I don't. I just can't even begin to care about what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I think my mom's coming, so I got to go. Um, well, good luck. Godspeed. My mom yeah, and I are, to you. we're going to tonight make a leg of lamb. My mom wants to do a big cooking night, which is really fun. So we're going to make a leg of lamb. She's making black eyed peas, which I'm like, why? And then. Why not? I don't know. I'm just like, when you think of a fancy dinner, you're like, mm, I want a side of dried, dried beans. You don't like black eyed peas? I don't ca- care about them. I'd eat them for my health. But I don't. I don't wow, consider them Muriel. a celebration food. Aren't they? They're specifically supposed to be like good, good luck food, though, right? Yeah, but I, I mean, guess it's past the. I, we're treating this like the holidays, but really, it's just like what January 9th or something. Black eyed peas. What day is it? Black eyed peas are supposed to be good luck. But on but New Year's mom, Day, I yeah. Think. And then my mom was like, "We get pickled herring," and I was like, "You know, I don't really want to just get a bunch of food that like people ate in the 20s." <laughs> They're like, I mean, back then when they, you didn't have McDonald's or something, they're like, oh, black-eyed peas, is this going to be delicious? I can't wait. It's <laughs> like, now we have cheese. <laughs> no. no, thank you. <sighs> so, yeah, we're going to make leg of lamb, black-eyed peas, souffle, uh, vegetables, and what's the last thing? I don't know. Oh, a key lime pie with a meringue top. Oh, save some of that for me. No, you're not going to get nothing. I want some key lime pie. You're not. You're not here. You're gonna save some for me. Well, I'm only gonna save you a big thing of black eyed peas. I'll eat that too. That sounds bomb. I'll, I'll take some pickled herring Nobody while you're ever, at it. Don't but even. That sounds good. A little jar of pickled herring. You it's bomb. we it got the, that. You did not like it. Has the onions with it. I like it when it's good. <laughs> you better make it right. We're not gonna. We're just gonna buy it. Oh well, then buy it from the right spot. Hey Nick. Go to Henry's and get it. What are you even talking about? Go. To, Henry's has the best pickled herring. Yeah. Are you the worst person? <laughs> <laughs> Save me some key lime pie. Actually, though, I'm going to tell your mom, too. Yeah, my mom, you know. She, what? She can't remember anything. <laughs> She'll remember that. She always she always looks out for me. 
She's a very good mother-in-law. She would never let me go without a key lime pie if she knew I wanted it in my heart. I can't believe this fool has my phone. <laughs> it's like a game. It's like if I acted like I didn't want it, he would have been here for breakfast. <laughs> so annoying. But now that he knows that I want it and he has it, I guarantee he's going to like either show up and not have it or show up tonight like at like 9. <laughs> well, if you're missing your phone, just think back on all those sweet moments that Madi spent with his last night. Maybe that'll get you through the day. <laughs> what a fucking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I actually do that. Okay, okay, okay. Welcome to my childhood house, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, Nick. Hi, Mary. Hi, Mario. Hello, how are we doing there? Hey, put your face on that microphone. Yeah, act right, like fine. you use God a microphone. Aren't you in a, a professional musician? Yes. Yeah, well, act like one. Uh, uh, Goddamn. <laughs> okay, so Goddamn, uh, Nick. here we are. We're with uh, my little brother, Mario, if you can't tell by how mean I was to him just one <laughs> second ago. Um, how you living, Mario? Fucking great. Yeah? Everything's going good. Good. Yes, uh, yesterday was fun. All right, so today's Thursday. We didn't check in with you guys yesterday, but Muriel, Mario, and I uh, jumped in my mom's Honda Civic and went and visited Grandma Virginia, yep. who's been on the podcast. Uh, she lives out in the woods. That was fun, man. We got there at 11. This is my favorite thing, because she's just chilling all the time. Yeah. Like She just chills. Like That's why when we were talking, we were like, everybody's kind of concerned about what we're going to eat for lunch. And we were like, come on, man. It's cool. We don't care. Cause we show up and the first thing she says, it's like, well, let's get some wine Hell yeah! <laughs> immediately. And my grandma's the same way. I think it was like 1130 and we just got some red wine to start there drinking wine. <laughs> <laughs> it was great, man. We're glad that you came out there with us. Hell yeah. I came out. You two go visit. So you live in Seattle. Yes. And mm -hmm. how old are you? 27. Dang. 27. Which I, I am. I feel like then Johnny has to be 27. We're getting to that age now where we're like, getting old enough that everyone's confused like i forget how old i am all the time i started telling people i was 36 like three months ago <laughs> johnny is definitely a grade older than me but you guys maybe are the same age yeah what oh my god what? i'm so dumb i don't know how to do math i'm 35 yes so johnny is 27 i thought johnny was 26 Nobody cares. Wow. Well, no, nobody can do math. It's, yeah, it's right. Real. It's no a forgotten one. art form. No, yeah, dude. No <laughs> one gives a shit. So you go visit grandma pretty regularly out yeah. here. Yeah. It's like an hour and a half out. She lives out in the green, green woods. And uh, like going out to the woods, like Muriel and I were just like, oh my God, it'd be so 
uh, great to have something like this in LA, like an hour and a half away, a place where you can stay and be in nature kind of sort of like deer and shit yeah i mean like do you foxes do you use that like is that a part of i know it's like visiting grandma's like the most important like we go visit her because we love her and she's fun to be around and you know but do you also enjoy being out in the woods not anymore (laughs) when i was a kid i love that shit why don't you like it now are you afraid because i am i'm not afraid of the woods i just I'm fucking tired. I I don't want to fucking walk around in in the woods. Oh, know? but like like it's but okay. beautiful, and I love Grandma's porch. That's what I'm saying you though. Know? More that. Less yeah, like, I love the the scenery, but yeah. I I don't like walk around in the woods. No, no, like the chilling and the quiet. Yeah, whatever that is. I do like that. Yeah, yeah. I need that a lot. When we were sitting, we were sitting around talking, and this guy showed up. About and he said he was from the Pierce County Fire Department, but I legit was like, all my hackles are up. This man is walking deading us right now. Something's gonna happen. <laughs> I was just like, this guy is invading a space, and I think he just had a question about a road sign. But like, that's what the woods does to me. Is I like am suspicious he about. He knocked ev- on the door and asked to like, oh, can I like come in? Well, and, and he like, didn't have like, a point. What the fuck are you here for? I yeah, know, but he, he had on leave. like he had. Like khakis and like yeah. a legit walkie-talkie. He, he, he was a full. He had the full car. He he had the matching vehicle and the matching uniform, but he also had some open sores and some other weird he stuff. Was, he was he was definitely a real fireman, but he was also definitely a real gnarly dude. Yeah, like, right. Like, yeah, I don't know, he man. was like shifty and like looking at the ground. And he, I think his point was he was telling us we needed to put up a sign i mean it didn't make any sense and after a while i was like i think i think you better go i'm gonna yeah. get my baseball bat and he kept, he kept being like so just in case there's an emergency we know where to go yeah and it's like dude there's fucking it's like 30 feet from one house to the other like if there was a fire you're gonna see that there's a fire <laughs> I was like, like you're a fireman dude you're a fi- you need to yeah, figure it out like, yeah no, that's yeah. what the woods does to me. I'm like, I, I, it, it's like the nature is beautiful in the woods. The people are horrifying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I can see nature and I don't be, I'm not afraid. I'm afraid of who is in the nature. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, if you can be like, if you have like a little skin condition and I run into you in out in nature, I'm like, oh, that's a zombie yeah. for sure. Zombie monster, someone up to something. No Axe good. Murderer. Axe murder. <laughs> yeah. I seen there's like uh out there. There's a spot, this gas station out there that is always fucking sketched out, you know, and where I live is sketched out, but that gas station is fucking weird. Like I seen like kids, not kids, like young adults on like BMX bikes with masks on their face, like (laughs) multiple of them, like a bunch of them, like a click of them. It's like, and see, like, that's absolutely unacceptable. That's the reason why I don't like going into the world. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that there's some weird shit there. Um, well, how's Seattle treating you in general? I like Seattle. Um, eventually I got to move and I know that. Why? Because I've lived in the same neighborhood my whole life. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, I should probably, you know yeah for sure i'm like getting older i need to go somewhere else that's interesting because like you know obviously this podcast is called hell in your 30s but a lot of people listen to it that are younger and you know approaching their 30s or whatever and like i felt that i mean we left when we were 25 yeah we got out when we were 25 and 
I was 26. Oh, my bad. Dang. Um, I know. Well, she was really, really late to blossom. She's a slow bloomer. This one. Ah, quit. She just stabbed me with her pointy, pointy fingernails. Nice, Um, So, like, when you think about moving to a different city at this age, right, coming up on 30, looking out, like, what would you consider? Like, what are you looking for in a move? I don't know. I really have no idea. I just know that it's something I have to do eventually. Um, I love Seattle because the music scene here is very, I know everybody, Mm -hmm. I'm part of it and I sell beats to these rappers that are, that just know what I can do. Yeah. And so it's weird cause it's like, I'm comfortable here. I can float here, but I know that I need to find something bigger and better if I want to for your do career. more than float. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Where, like, do you have any cities in mind, like, in terms of the next move? I don't. Maybe Oakland. I was thinking, like, that would be a good place for you. Like, I was, like, somewhere like that Northern California vibe. Yeah. Up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bay Area kind of seems like that would be a good spot. Yeah. And I have a lot of little homies that do shows there um, a lot. And so I should – I want to visit – with them at some point and just feel it out. You know, I don't know. Basically I got to feel out my, or life. you could just go to like Hong Kong or something, you know, like get out, get out. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. dude, make a big splash, like somewhere w- hella different. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I always think about that. I'm like, where could I be a star? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I think it's all, the answer is always Los Angeles. I think that's yeah. the only place where yeah. stars are born. Um, and New York, I guess. Um, Mario, man. So the other day, so your hair is long. For yeah, the first man. time ever, it's beautiful. Thank it's glorious. You like luxurious. Thank you. It's long. It's beautiful. You don't have any grays. I had grays by the time. I, I mean, I had grays in high school, but by when I was your age, I had a lot of grays. And I looked, and you pretty much don't have any gray hairs. But you were getting rattled that you were, ha- your hairline was starting to recede. Yeah, what the fuck, man? I've <laughs> never seen this. It's not. It's totally not. Don't okay. worry. It's totally not. But that but is. I a- will say this. When it starts to go, I, nobody's going to tell you. That's the trick of it. <laughs> I know, you know this. what I'm saying. Like I know nobody this. will That's say a word. I have I some gotta, friends. Yeah. What? Yeah. I got to be in the mirror with myself, making myself more nervous about it because you have to train I yourself have, to be honest. I have to train myself yeah. to be honest, and I have to train myself to be paranoid about yeah. it. Yeah. I got to know because yeah. people that I'm fucking up. And just keep going downhill. People That's the will goal. be like rubbing the lotion on you. They'll be like, it's fine. Everything's good. You look great. And you got to know. Because I do that. I think one of my brothers is losing his hair. I can see it. I didn't say anything. But I, I have it in the cannon for when I need to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It's locked and loaded for an occasion that is would be like either like a going nuclear occasion <laughs> yeah. or just like a, you know, a very very good bit like if he's visiting california we're due for another forest fire and it's burn o'clock on the dot yeah, yeah it's yeah, here yeah. comes it's a flamethrower but if he asked me i'd be like no your hair's always been like that since you were a teenager it's fine <laughs> oh nice no i will say this for sure because i was worried that i my hair was line was going there right there and then i went back and just looked at photos and it's it's always looked like that it's yeah. literally always like but i never tell him shut up uh you would tell me in a second you would be like ah you're <laughs> you're dead now Casalini. never i wouldn't yeah right i, don't I was with my, my homegirl the other day and she was like oh you're getting fat i'm like <laughs> 
I am getting fat, you know? <laughs> it, it's, it felt good, though, just to have someone just say it. Because it's like, yeah, you know? And well, that was weird I looking through all those photos because I've, like, fluctuated basically yeah, yeah, forever. Yeah. And looking at all those photos, Dad has fluctuated so much. Yeah, he's super too, skinny yeah. now. But some of those photos, he looks thin. Some of them, he's big. You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. he keeps going. And then you were saying you do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. I was going to say, oh, that's one thing about getting older is like when you're in your twenties, your parents, like people will be like, my dad used to be like, I came home from Chicago and I was probably 40 pounds lighter than I was right now, but maybe had gained like seven pounds since I had been in Seattle. And my dad was like, Oh, looks like they're corn feeding you out there. Like just talking just shit. And you. both yeah. of my parents would do that. My mom would do the same thing. He's just like, wow. Oh, well you're very cute and round. And nice. then like you hit 30, 31, you gain that 40 pounds. Everyone's silent. Nobody mm. says anything, you know, cause now they're afraid of you cause you're a real adult. <laughs> yeah. There right. You because you have the weight and now you know how to throw it around. Oh, <laughs> Mario, you got any, uh, other like issues or anything that you're thinking about as you, as you're getting older? Fucking no. I, I love being older and I, I love where I'm at. Um, how would you describe it? I feel like a fucking little kid still. That's all it is. Like, yeah. I still feel like a little kid. Um, how many pieces of jewelry would you say you're wearing right now? Uh, I don't know. A bunch. <laughs> a bunch. I, I I'm think not good 11, at math. I 11. told you. 11. 4, 4, 2, 1. But what's also, you also. You got some toe rings? Little belly button thing? No, thing? no toe rings. No <laughs> piercings. None of that shit. Is uh, that each shit. gold tooth considered one piece of jewelry? No. Or is each, that. The top and the bottom set. Okay, okay. so twelve. I got. I yeah, you got. You are good at math. You lied. <laughs> <laughs> you lied. I know. That's why I surprised myself. So, what's your secret to feeling like a kid? What do you think you're? What do you think you're? If that's the, if that's helping you feel alive and good, is a sense of youthfulness. What, what do you like? Do you make decisions that help you stay with that? Yeah. Like yeah. what? Like getting sober. Uh-huh. Uh, really made me It's like I'm I'm relearning who I am. Yeah. And I just feel like I'm picking up sobriety where I left it off. Oh yeah, you know? like it's just like I'm like still like a fucking 10-year-old. Yeah, you know? right. Right, right. Like so, learning. how long have you been sober now? Uh, right now I have eight months. Dang. Congratulations. Yeah. And going strong. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I had a year before that and fucked it up, but it's a year is still big. That's huge. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. My dad said exactly the same thing. It's like, it's like you is a time jump. Like he was like, it, it lapsed for him. Like it was like, Oh, all of a sudden it was like, now I'm back 15 years or whatever, you know, like yeah. it's like you go back to like that, the time before everything else. Yeah. It's trip. Cause you, for me, it was like starting getting loaded as a kid. Yeah. And then thinking, Oh, that's going to help me be like older and cooler, you know, in like elementary school. Then you can like hang out with like the middle school kids. Yeah. Well, you know, like you think that that's going to like make you grow up. And then pretty soon you're like 25 and you're just fucked up. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, 
Just acted crazy all the time, doing all sorts of dumb shit, getting involved in shit you should not be involved in. Yeah. That no one should be involved in. And um and then getting sober, it's like, oh shit. Like that was a really long binge. Like that was like most of my fucking life I was fucked up. Yeah. You know? And so uh it feels good i'm open about this shit i mean we're talking about it on a fucking recording <laughs> on a podcast you know yeah. so i i i'm open about it um but it's just like it was gnarly man i yeah just being it's not just getting fucked up all the time it's that downward getting involved in shit around that yeah, yeah, and right. it, it runs deep. And, uh, and so now that I stopped doing that, that's, I think why I'm feeling like a little kid again. Yeah. Cause it's just like this. Yeah. I'm just picking up where I left off and, uh, I feel happy mm-hmm. and super silly and goofy all the time. Basically. Yeah. I don't, uh, I haven't done anything while no fights no fights <laughs> when was the last time you knocked have you knocked someone out when yeah. you were sober uh yeah since you've been sober oh yeah you no told no me. no not i didn't knock him out but i did get in a fight with somebody yeah you don't <laughs> think about it i know i don't want to like relive like your dark days with funny stories but man so you do you don't lose your temper as much anymore no i don't yeah i also don't get involved in situations to where i would need to lose my temper that's the main thing is right. that i'm not like around fucking dipshits that I need to knock out or that's that I thing, need to get into yeah. dumb situation. You know, I don't Cause it's feel like less that. Of, I, whenever I, I don't know. I mean, for me, like when I heard some of the stories about that, it was like a little bit like not, don't be in that situation. Yeah. But yes, he needed to get knocked out, you know, yeah. in a way. <laughs> so it's like, uh, you also knocked out some dudes that, <laughs> that you started some fights that did not need to get started. Oh yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> I have. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I'm glad you're not fighting in the streets anymore, man. That yeah. used to stress me out. Yeah. I know you used to tell me these stories and I'd be like, well, I'm glad you won the fight, but are they going to come back and like burn your house down now? Yeah, yeah. I know, man. I'm so glad you're not out there being yeah. violent. No, man. I that- am too, man. I am too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. This doesn't really have to do with sobriety or anything, but it is like I have exactly the same thing with my dad. He'll just come back and tell me something and I'll be like, Oh God! <laughs> like, I'm glad you're okay, yeah. but just like, what were, where were you? What were you? How did you get to this yeah. point? I remember just a random stuff. Like one time we came home from, we went on vacation to Chicago, and we came home, and my dad just had a brand new shitty car. Like he had a really shitty car that was full of garbage, and then we came home, and it was just a different shitty car full of garbage. And I was like, and it wasn't his garbage; it was like another thing. And I was like where'd you get that car? And he just says, don't worry about it. Yeah. And then later, my friend Connor who works at the airport was like, yeah, I saw your dad. He said he was going to Canada. Oh shit. And I came back home and I was like, why, why did Connor say you're going to Canada? And he's like, Connor has a big mouth. <laughs> and that's all I know about any of that. That's like the end of the explanation. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was always a thing for me. It was always like, I could talk to Nick about certain shit. I, you know, yeah, I, I always felt like, Nick, me and you could speak about 
some gnarly shit, you know? And yeah, yeah of course. And uh, of course, yeah. more so than other members of our family. Yeah. And so I, I definitely didn't hide things from you. I could, if I was freaking out about some shit, I could like, and I, I do feel that that it was wrong for me to get family worried about it because I wasn't ready to do anything to change it. So yeah, but that's also a hard thing because the family was worried from day one. Well, yeah, we've been worried about you since you were ten or eleven years old. Yeah, yeah, you know. So it was like, that's like, yeah, I know. That's a that's a hard one to. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways. I mean, at least from my perspective, I like to know rather than not know. You know, so it's like I don't know. That's interesting. I mean, I think that that's a cool perspective to say. Like, I wasn't ready to change it, so I don't want to like put everything out there yeah and everybody's different but i always kind of like sometimes i just like i always think the worst when stuff is wrong so when somebody tells you even if it's really bad at least you know what's going on i hate secrets i like everything out on the table i'll talk about a lot of stuff (laughs) (laughs) that's the most vague thing ever like i have many details (laughs) dot 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 Uh, that's great, man. Well, I mean, it's been, you know, obviously we're hella proud of you basically, you know, going through this. So, and you, and it's, Oh, what, what? And it's really like the 12 step program, right? Yeah. You're like really sticking with. Yeah. Cool. So like, I don't know, like if like, are there, do you have any advice for anyone who might be considering getting into the 12 step program? Is that even, I don't even know like enough about it to know if like advice is something you're supposed to give. Well, the truth is, is like, you're not going to get into it until you have, I mean, for me, I, I wasn't going to get into it until it was sober or die. Yeah. I didn't really like, I had to really hit a bottom that was so rough. That was like, there's no options. Like I don't have, like I, if there was an easy way to do this, I would have done that. Yeah. There's not an easy way to do it. And there wasn't an easy way to figure it out. And no one could have told me to do it. It doesn't really work like that. Like you really need, I mean, for me. So like if you're listening to this and you're struggling and you feel like your life is going down the drain due to getting loaded just go to a fucking AA meeting. Like, just try it, mm-hmm. you know, and go to one because, you know, a lot of times people are in and out of the rooms a lot and go back out and start using again. And going to one is not going to hurt you. And it's going to, it could really open up doors in your subconscious of like oh i could go back you know and yeah right this just being around the rooms and seeing some of these people that have 30 years sober that have something mentality wise of what you want that's really what happened to me yeah is um my big homie had something that i i always looked up to him for yeah and it was more than sobriety it was like integrity and and honor and respect 
I respect him. Yeah. And so I could really see that. And, um, and he visited me in rehab, you know, yeah. a lot. Like, I, I don't know, five times when I was in rehab. Yeah. You know? And that's a lot to do to fucking drive out there and, you know, visit someone. Like, he would come with mom to visit me. Yeah, right. You know? Um, like, you're not alone in this shit. If you're struggling, you're not alone. And... There's a lot of power in knowing that. And you, I mean, you know, people think, like, oh, I know that. But if you go to a room full of like 20, 30, 40 people and they're all struggling with some shit or have struggled deeply in the past with that shit, you realize that you're not the only one. There's nothing that someone in a meeting could tell me that would surprise me. Yeah. Or there's there's nothing... I hear that I just don't relate to. I relate to all of it. Yeah, I right. get it. Yeah. So that's that has to feel like so much better when you feel like isolated. Like I was thinking about when you, when you were like like saying the thing about like oh, I don't think I don't want to talk about it with people that I love because I'm not ready to change, like being in that position mm-hmm. or whatever and then like that's so isolating. Like it's so lonely. It, it is. seems like and then like to be able to kind of live 15 years feeling that lonely and alone and then walk into a room where like you're not mm-hmm. that's got to be like a light switch or something like that like the feeling of like how 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 good that would feel to yeah feel. yeah it does feel good and people will it's like like when i speak about some of this shit it's fucking funny like, like I, people laugh about right, it because they relate to it. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like, Oh shit. Like it's like war I stories get that. Yeah, yeah. And they get it. Yeah. But it, it's also like serious. Like I could cry in there. Like these days I feel like I could cry in front of anyone and not worry about it. I'm not worried about yeah, that. Right. I don't hold back my tears. Yeah. And I don't, you know, hold back who I feel like I really am. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so Mario, how many, if you had to, <laughs> I know this is going to be impossible. I'm setting you up for an impossible thing. How yeah. many, um, how many songs do you think you have made in your lifetime? Five hundred, maybe, maybe more. Like I would songs get, in my lifetime. Yeah. Well, I know that I've made. Over I've released one way or another 30 CDs of music. Yeah. But 30 I albums. make songs all the time. Right. I um, think it's more than 500, especially if you don't even count the songs, even just if you just count all the beats. Oh, never... the beat? No, way too many. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Thousands. Yeah. Like, no, beats. <laughs> like, in, in the thousands and thousands. Yeah, in the of, thousands. Yeah, but as far as like production, like recording a rapper and yeah. doing a song, yeah, a whole a full yeah, right. product song, that I would say about 500. But yeah, for beats, maybe 10,000 or more. Yeah. Because I, I do at least two beats every day and i started when i was about 11 or 10 yeah Keep talking. so um how is uh has sobriety changed your music making 
Yeah, I think it has. Yeah. Um, well, it's changed my lyrics a lot. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think I, I make more sense now. <laughs> <laughs> I it changes the way that I make music. Yeah. And maybe not the music itself that much. Yeah. But I don't like you know fizz out and stay awake for three days. You know, yeah. and just <laughs> just crank shit out and be like, yeah, like it's it, fucking killing it. It's just, yeah. I just it's more of like an everyday thing that yeah. I'm doing. Um, slow and steady, basically. Yeah. So I would say sobriety has changed what I'm doing. Okay, over 15 years, two di- two beats a day, eleven thousand beats. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, <laughs> I feel like we should. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, Mario, my last question for you. Yeah. You know I love you yeah. with all my heart and I respect you. Yeah. Is it okay with you, because I'm doing it anyway, that yeah. I make fun of you on stage for being a white rapper? Yeah. <laughs> okay, of course. Good. Nice. Uh, talk about when you do stand-up? Yeah, as do, when I do stand-up. Yeah, absolutely, do it. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, as long as I- It makes fun of everything about me, so you're in good company. <laughs> yeah, his no, no, that's an is- honor. I am, I'm fucking with it, man. <laughs> I'll do go it. to his shows and we'll be like hanging out, and it's just like all dudes sitting in the audience watching each other do stand-up, and then he'll just talk about how one of my boobs is bigger than the other one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, I can't wait for Marty to come see me. I'll make fun of him for going bald. Okay. <laughs> Bye, mom. Love you. Put that mic in your face. Hold on, what number is she? Good. Okay. Yeah, check, check, check. Go ahead. Check, 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 check. <laughs> Nick says that. I'm like, check your mic. And he's like, check, check, check. And then he's like, okay, now we're ready. <laughs> uh, ladies, oh my God. It's are we begun. going? We're recording oh. and we are live in effect with the woman herself, my mother, Molly Thompson. Hi, Molly. Hi, Muriel. Welcome to the podcast, Mom. Thanks, honey. How do you feel having us uh, in town? I love it. I miss you guys so much. Yeah, we miss yeah. you too. Yeah. Uh, well, Molly's crushing it. She's over here. She's been working. Well, it's so good to see you. You look so beautiful. She's on Weight Watchers. We talked about that a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Do you love it? <laughs> I do love it. Yeah. Yeah. We came home and... Uh, well, I said, eat anything in the fridge. And we found this like chickpea thing and ate it. And it was like, oh, this is pretty good. And Molly came out. She's like, that is zero point. <laughs> and I was like, well, then I'm going to have a chocolate. <laughs> I, was like, I, I was like, well, I added about 100 points of inedible hot sauce to it. I made it way too spicy. So I've been having an experience. Um, my mouth is ruined and my scalp is sweaty. It's, I don't know. I feel like I could bottle this sweat on my scalp and sprinkle it on people who need to see the de- the devil um <laughs> my scalp got very 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 sweaty um hello mom hi hi hi, hi hi uh you've been up to a bunch of cool stuff recently first of all we got you hooked on improv classes yes you did 
You totally did. So I Nick's been talking to you about this, but I have not. So I'm going to grill you on your improv classes because I want to know everything. So you're taking them at Unexpected Productions, yes, right? Yes, I am. Okay. How long have you been taking them? Uh, I started last summer and then sort of what happened. So the, I guess the, the classes are like eight week sessions yeah. or whatever they are. Yeah. Um, and so I took it for the summer and then there are some guys in my class that are so enthusiastic. Okay. One thing I will say about improv. Yes. There are no unfun people who take improv. Yes. So if you just don't want to be around anybody who's a downer, take an improv class. You don't have to be good. You don't have to be anything. <laughs> just go and just do it. It is so freaking fun. So first of all, then what happened was about halfway through the class, and I will say the first couple of classes, I was a little shy. <laughs> I missed the first class because I was out of town that week. And so I was like, you know, it's break time. So it's nerve wracking. And, you know, I'm going like, to go out in the parking lot and fiddle with my phone or whatever. Yeah. And then people were just so friendly. Yeah. They introduced themselves. They were drawing me out. And then after about maybe four classes one of them says to me so a bunch of us are signing up for the next section session you're gonna do it aren't you and i'm like yeah i'm gonna do it <laughs> so now we're like we're starting our 300 level next week and we even get together every once in a while outside of class to what? play games yeah they just did that they and had a re rehearsal meet up on monday so we're just like there's this little de facto posse of us that are going to keep doing it um, I don't know. Yeah, it's been really fun. What you you're so, I, I want to say like, just, I know you're shy and I get shy too with improv classes. I get really nervous. Like it's just always been that way. Yeah. I still do it. I've been doing it for like 10 yeah. years, but I would, Nick and I first started living together. Like, so Molly's an actress. Molly was an actress for years and years. And when we started living together, I just remember you coming over to our apartment and like opening the door like okay I'm I'm auditioning for play I need to do my monologues <laughs> and then I was like sitting on the couch and I'm really shy about that too like you know when yeah. you're one-on-one -on -one, yeah. and you just like threw your stuff on the couch and you were just like launched into this monologue <laughs> and you were so good but also I just remember watching you being like oh my you are just so fearless like just fears oh like honey I was not fearless I was terrified and I think that was the first play I had auditioned because you say I was an actress I was not an actress for a bazillion years like right. I was an, I was I did it all the time until I became a mother yeah and then I didn't do it except once I did one show the whole time I was having kids and then I missed it so much I decided to break back into it yeah but I, I was in that. Seattle, which is a very competitive town, and I hadn't done any work on, I hadn't done any performing. Yeah. I did other things that were fun. I, I dabbled in theater, just writing, directing, or what, doing projects. Yeah. But I didn't perform. Yeah. And so that was terrifying to, to do that again. You were like, you were just, I mean, you were zero to 10, 30 seconds. You walked Aww. in and you just were like, I am here and I am doing it. <laughs> when I heard you were doing improv classes, I think Joe told me, and I was like, She's going to destroy people in that class. No, <laughs> no, so I am not one of the better ones at all, at all. What but, do you like about it? Um, well, first of all, I like that I have permission to be as bad as I am. I'm not scared. Mm -hmm. I'm not scared. Having yeah. said that, I'm in awe of, I'm mostly in awe of people's brains. 
Um, and and what's funny is the whole reason I wanted to do improv is because I can't remember lines. I know you, you were like you were like you know I want a hobby, but I don't want to think about anything, and I don't need like homework. And I was like, do improv class. That's the perfect like show up. You don't have to prep really. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can go see shows if you want to take it seriously, yeah. and you know, you can get into it. But if you just want to have fun doing something, it's the perfect like no strings attached, fun way to get out of the house. I couldn't agree more. But anyway, I am in awe of people who do come up with ideas that are not linear. Like my, my huh. I think my big challenge is, and, and the, uh, uh, Nikki said, uh, you know, that I'm taking these classes at UP, which stands for Unexpected Productions, which is an improv company in Seattle yeah. that offers a ton of classes. They're very high quality. The, Those the, are the first classes Nick and I ever took. They're awesome. Yeah. So big shout out to UP. But I will say that I don't think I ever come up with anything unexpected in an improv. <laughs> I just like, that's my goal. Are you like, like, hi, dear. Welcome home. I made a cake. It's a good cake. And now we're going to eat the cake. And who's going to do the dishes? So it's like, you know, it's like, anyway, so I really, really love being with people who are, who do have unexpected ideas. And I'm like, okay. I've got to, I got to sort of channel that and, and, and uh, figure that piece of it out. I mean, the other stuff is super easy for me, yeah. like character stuff. And, you know, I, I love it and I'm not scared, but I, yeah. I definitely am sort of, I follow other people's lead leads in uh -huh. terms of like how to end something or how to, where, where's the, where's the crazy twist coming from? I want to improvise with you so bad. When you come to, when you that. come to Los Angeles next, we're going to, we're going to put, bring, we'll do a show with you. You're going to come play. I'm a show not going to play a show. Yeah, yes. you are. No, Our no. friends, some of them are good and some of them are not even that good. Come play with us. No, you're, it'll be bad. fine. It'll be good. They're the nicest people you'll ever meet. Okay, we're going to have this argument off, you know, <laughs> not now. Okay, so the, when I was taking improv classes, I'm curious, and, and you don't have to, obviously don't have to name any names, and if this isn't true for you, that's fine, but there's like a mixed bag, like there's so many different types of people. Like when we took classes, there was like people who couldn't do anything, and then there was people like, remember that lady who was like really competitive? So you play the improv games, and she just wants to win them. <laughs> so like you're supposed to move in slow motion and tag each other out, and the goal is to move in slow motion and like have fun, but she's like moving in slow motion, and at the last second she reaches out and like taps you, <laughs> tags you out, because she's like, yeah, you know. Do you have anybody like that? Like anybody who's, what are your people like? Well, I mean, they've changed from the first, from the first time and you know what's what's cool about it is yeah. i don't actually know what anybody does in their personal lives yeah except yeah. for the ones there's a there's a small handful of people who are who are who are ambitious and they want to be performers and so those people i know what they do you know they wait tables and take classes yeah. and, are, and are working to, working on their craft and they're really quite talented and you know there isn't i got to tell you this and I'm not just saying this in case anybody out there is listening who has been taking class with me. It's true. There's not one single person in any of the classes I've taken who has gotten on my nerves. That's actually pretty rare. Yeah, that's pretty rare. Even in the beginning when you were like, no unfun people take improv class. I was like, mm, uh, <laughs> I won't say, I won't disagree, but I don't agree. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've had, oh God, I, my first uh, improv audition in LA I had with this insane person who 
said he's like i'm a coach and you're a cheerleader and i was like all right he goes lie down on the ground and i was like and this is in front of oh. all of these people and like it's my audition to get into classes <gasps> and so i was like okay so i like lie down on the ground and he grabbed my leg without talking to me and yanked it up over the back of my head <laughs> and i was just lying there and i was like okay <laughs> like rolled out of it and i was just like who are you <laughs> you have to keep playing the scene i was like i'm going to fight this man on stage they ended up being okay. I got in, but Jeez. I'd say like there are some they are, the adrenaline hits and they just go nuts. Sometimes. Yeah. Well, I I think it's great that you're loving everybody, and it's good that you guys are sticking together too, if that's the case. And that you know that is the craziest, coolest, weirdest, dumbest thing about improv classes is some of our best friends are people that we went through classes with in Chicago. Like that Chicago crew of going through classes together and just kind of coming up together, it really is like a beautiful bonding. Well, you know experience. what's weird about it is that you it really is playing. Yeah. So, you know, we become children in that way. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, we really are, you know, and and like how to make it better, and it, it does feel like like a like a, a return to childhood. And when you did your uh, your. Uh, practice get together on Monday. Yeah. What did you play any characters? What crazy characters did you oh, play? Oh, geez. Okay. I really have to think about it. I mean, I played a little girl. I play, and, and I am, okay. I, you guys are in your 30s. The, the, the people in this class are younger than you are. Yeah. I am, I am more than twice anybody's age in the class. So it's really fun to play their, daughter or their yeah. you know or to have you know have a young guy and i'm i play his his daughter or play yeah. a little kid what did i play? do you do voices and stuff oh sure <laughs> i mean i do I, I do accents yeah you know i love doing accents anyway right. I, and i love making up i love making up accents yeah and Isn't i love so being fun? silly yeah, so you know i mean i played a british lady and i played a southern really slutty bartender <laughs> and i played a you know, you're hitting all the classics. And, I know. Those are the classics. Yeah, no, it's super fun. Oh, but you know what's great. amazing to me, and this is the, this is where my age is really kind of a is kind of a disadvantage, is that um, everybody that I'm playing with has a whole other has has different references than I have. Yeah. Oh yeah. So there are worlds that I don't know at all, and they will have to do with like wizardry and video games and whatever <laughs> celebrities. Yeah. You know, like and and then, you know, and then I'll be just amazed that I'll start something and they'll have no freaking idea. You know, yeah. they never saw gun smoke or bonanza or whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm like, geez, you know? So in yeah. that sense, I just have to shut up and listen and see where I can go with yeah, it you yeah. know we, we had a show once and it was eight of us and it was at nio and we did in the big theater so it was like sold out and it was a downstairs show which is like the big theater there like yeah. that's the th those are like oh right right yeah. right i like, remember that show that theater yeah so like yeah. It, it's like a cabaret style and like there's a ranking system there used to be in the old school so there's yeah. two theaters and like the more inexperienced or slower like not the the best shows in the theater are the downstairs shows yeah and you get schedules right so like um, if your team is good, you get eight shows in a quarter. And if your team is like not that good, you get five and, and four of them are upstairs or upstairs in the bad theater. You know, like they yeah. rank you based on what you do. So we finally got a downstairs show and our, um, our suggestion was James Spader. 
and nobody knew who it was. <laughs> you remember that? I don't know who that is. It's a, it's, he's just an actor. And like, there were eight of us and none of us knew who it was. And so we got down there and I'm like, we're all getting ready to go. It's like sold out crowd downstairs. They're like, let's get a suggestion of anything at all. And someone's like, James Spader. And we were just like, Oh no. <laughs> and now you have to do a half an hour show on James Spader. And like, literally it was just like, I think we made up the entire thing. Do you remember that? It was no, like, I don't remember that, but I will say that that's the great thing about improv too, is like, if I know that a teammate of mine doesn't know someone, or if we're just doing a scene and like, suddenly it's clear that like Tom has never heard of the very, very, very famous rapper, Travis Scott. I turn him into Travis Scott. Like I just make like, that's a really fun way to mess with people and audiences love it. Like one of the classic ones was like, or if someone's trying to do it, like is bad at doing a celebrity impression. Like I'm terrible at accents. So they make me do accents all the time. All the time. One of the things, one of the things still makes me laugh is we were in rehearsal. We were in classes and um uh some everybody got on stage and they're being like rich and like kind of upper class like east side and one person says uh they go oh my god it's so great being a wasp right white anglo-american saxon whatever protestant whatever that is how do you say it do you want to know what that stands what is for? it is a what? white anglo-saxon protestant yes so they were like, so I knew that it was that, yeah. right? but I didn't know, you know, whatever. They're like, oh, it's, it's great being a wasp. And then somebody, and Nick's over there just doing something in the corner. And somebody goes, hey, hey, what are you doing? And he goes, oh, you know, just making honey. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were talking about being bees. <laughs> so then that was <laughs> just the funniest thing. Hundred percent committed, totally confident, loud voice. Oh man, I'm just over here making honey. <laughs> man, we had this, other, and I will cut this out of the podcast if it doesn't track. We were doing this other thing, and our friend Mario was trying to be like this hardcore conservative guy, and he was talking about how like liberals. Uh, like liberals uh, romanticize other countries, right? And he was saying, and so he's trying to be like a hard ass with Muriel. And he goes, yeah, well, you know where they hit women? Like to set up like a different country. And Muriel just goes, in the tits? (laughs) (laughs) And I think about it all the time. (laughs) I thought that's what he meant. Like, where would you hit a woman? (laughs) He's like, yeah, you don't think you don't know anything. He's like, what, what, you know where they hit women? I go, (laughs) in the tits? And then he was just like silent. Everybody was really quiet. And then he just started laughing so hard you can't because it was just so stupid. But I think that's the fun thing is like once you get it's the playfulness, right? Yeah. Like the thing is, is the reference doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Like they, the audience won't laugh at a reference; they laugh at you. You yeah. know, so it's like however you think it is. I mean, sometimes you just get these references, and it's like you have to do a whole show, and you have no idea. So then you just like double down. I just try to, you just say, okay, well, I guess this means this. Okay, I'll be James Spader. It's like, hey, how's it going? You know, it's like, like whatever, just okay. Uh, this is fun. I don't think we've ever actually talked about improv on this podcast. Like, we mention it, yeah. but this is our first improv actual conversation. I, yeah. uh, you did something else. Yesterday, yeah. you started something new, which we really want to hear all about. Tell us, something, tell us what it is. Okay. I took, I'm taking jazz singing lessons. Dang. I know. So Joe um, is Nick's dad and Molly's husband. And Joe is a bassist 
for um, a band that is for the singing lessons. So our friend Rochelle teaches them like the lessons, right? And then the right. band like backs right. everybody up. So yeah, so Joe's in the rhythm section. Yeah. At this, the, it's a, a little jazz school in the neighborhood. And, uh, you know, he is recently retired and he's always been a, a musician. He's never stopped playing. And now he's just doing playing. He's like uber playing. So he yeah. plays out every night. Yeah. He's taking every opportunity to play. He's filling his dance card all the time with as much music as he can. So this little this little school has a rhythm section to back up the singers. Yeah. So he just, he plays the bass for all the singers and all the songs. Yeah. Which is actually like, just for anybody who doesn't take voice lessons, like it's pretty rare to have a class that has a full band, like a, like a, like a nice, like four, it's like a four piece band. No, it's three. three. It's, it's a piano, bass and drums. And usually when you do, yeah. like I've taken a lot of jazz classes out yeah. here and like usually when you do it, it's piano. Yeah. Like when you get the lesson and you don't get that rhythm section, which is such a huge part of singing live music. Yeah. But like, it's really rare until you get to the gig that you even get a chance to rehearse with the, with the, like the other, that section. And like, as a singer, sometimes depending on how the song is, you actually get your notes from the bass. Like sometimes like if you're off, you can figure out when the song turns around from listening to the bass player. So like, it's a whole nother game to do that. So I think the lessons is really cool that they're offering. That yeah, or whatever. yeah. Yeah. Super cool. And you are like, do you consider yourself a singer? No, <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I mean, I, I have never sung in performance except when I was doing theater and then I would do musicals, but I never had a lead. Yeah. I mean, I had a song every now and again, Yeah. but I didn't, I never had a lead or considered myself to be a singer at all. You have a pretty good sense of pitch, right? Yeah. It's like the tone is the thing that you don't like. You're like, oh, I, I don't have like a singing You voice. know what? I just am not good enough. Yeah. I'm just not good enough. I can't really pull it off. So why did you sign up for the class? <laughs> well, okay. First of all, it was complete, complete serendipity that our friend Rochelle House, shout out to Rochelle House. She's a fantastic singer and she a wonderful is. human being and yeah. also a really great teacher. Yeah. So it was a complete accident that Joe shows up for his rhythm section at the jazz night school and Rochelle is the instructor for the intro to jazz singing class that's so cool and so and he was having a great time working with her and you know I go they have this class ends with a live performance and the live performance is in a fantastic jazz club called the Royal Room which is also in our neighborhood which is Columbia City Seattle and um, so I, I love going to the Royal Room. Joe plays there pretty often. Yeah. But, you know, I wanted to go support him, listen to the rhythm section, and, and support R Rochelle and her students and stuff. So I went to the show that night to hear their final, like I guess you'd call it their final exam as a live performance. Place is packed because there are so many performers and they all bring their friends. So there are, it's an absolute full house. It's a full bar, full restaurant going. So it really wow. is like, like you would be so lucky to ever get an actual gig like this <laughs> yeah, right, that you right. weren't kind of paying to be in. Yeah. Anyway. So I go there and, um, you know, without, Without being mean about it, they <laughs> just was they just were terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and I just was like, "Shit, I could do that." <laughs> and Rochelle is 
Michelle is sitting at the table with me, you know, and I'm going like, you know, I'm just like, the only thing I don't know is I've never used a mic before. I don't know how to breathe, blah, 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 blah. And, and she's like, oh, I could totally teach you that, blah, blah, blah. And, I'm like, and, jo- and Joe's like, later, he's like, you want to do it? Like, <laughs> are we going to do it together? So for Christmas, he gave me jazz singing lessons. So I went and signed up online. And I had my first class last night. It's super fun. How'd it go? Really fun. I mean, I think this class is better then Uh everybody showed up prepared and everybody is decent in this class. I think, I think it's going to be a really good experience. Um, yeah. And I just, you know, this morning I was thinking about this, like I'm not a singer, but I can pretend to be a singer Sure. because I'm an actor. So, I mean, look at Michelle Pfeiffer in Baker boys. I mean, did she ever sing before or since? I don't think so. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, it's like a lot of actors are like that. And is Lady Gaga an actor? No, <laughs> but she could pretend to be, right? Yes. Shade. That is wow. burn. That was a solid burn, and you're right. You're completely right. No, she was I, not good in yeah. that movie. I had a lot of feelings about that movie. <laughs> That's what you call extreme face acting. <laughs> I wouldn't. I think extreme is even uh, being a little too uh, charitable. Okay, so um, wait, what song? Do you have an idea for what song you want to? Oh yeah, Which, I know what I'm doing. What is it? I have a I have a little theme going. So, and this song, this is a song that uh, Joe thought of for me, and uh, and I was like, oh, that's such a great idea. I'm doing the best things happen while you're dancing. Oh, that's a great one for you. And I'm doing dancing on the ceiling. So I have two. Then the only other thing I need to do is pretend to be a dancer. And I'm good. <laughs> what does dancing on the ceiling sound like? Um, damn. I have to sing. No, you don't have I mean, You can just He dances hum- overhead on the ceiling near my bed. You know that song? No. In my side. Through the night. I'm not going to sing anymore. <laughs> it's super pretty. Good. It's very pretty. You That was great. And so, like, um, it's it's often done super up-tempo, but I think it's a tearjerker. So, you know. Those I'm are the best covers. Super, I'm the, singing it super slow. Yeah. Beautiful. That's the best covers. It's like that kind of thing where you listen to it and you're like, nah, nah, nah. That's a ballad. So you, know? you and dad met each other doing a play together. Yes. Doing theater together. Yes. Uh but how long has it been since you guys have been in the same creative space? Jeez. Well, I think raising five children counts for a lot. You are right. It was you just. Um, no. What you know what? Yeah, we I never do. Of course do. it counts. No, you guys live life together, obviously. No, but no, I mean but these it, kind of projects. But you're right. I mean, we don't do anything creative together. We really don't. I haven't done any. He's always been insanely supportive of everything I've done, and yeah. I've been the same for him. Sure, of course, right. But we haven't done anything together. Yeah. So how know? how did that feel being in the same room? On well, that? you know, he was your baseball coach, and he doesn't. You know, he doesn't. It's no different from anybody else. I mean, that's the way it is. Yeah. I mean, I'm the same way. Like I've had you guys be in classes that I've taught. Yeah, right. And so it's sure. like, you know what? When you walk in the door, you're just another person yeah. in the room. So, but, you know, we can, you know, he did help me. You know, he suggested that song. Right. And the other thing that was really cool was that I didn't have the the wherewithal to come up with, figure out what my key was uh-huh. and come in with sheet music. And so I've had a lot of support from him and uh, his 
best buddy, Mark Lutwak, uh-huh. who's a fantastic piano player and a brilliant musician and also really, like, he's a whiz kid at music theory. And uh-huh. so, you know, I just, I I really came, I come to this front-loaded, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, oh, it's, it's really so nice. Cool. Yeah. How, was it fun to watch him work? Dad? Yeah. Always. Yeah. You know, but this is like, I have seen, I see right, him do this, like, kind of all day every is he, day but he's not like offering like rochelle is running the class yeah yeah okay yeah how was and how is rochelle is great she's fantastic you know she's just super chill she's really um she's got a very she's laid back she's got a very dry sense of humor yeah, yeah. she's very light touch and uh, i think she just creates a really safe space yeah. for everybody i took classes with her years ago when I was in high school or college oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And she, for a singer, like learning from her was just awesome. It was like very, she's very like, cause she is, she has that dry sense of humor, which is like so funny, but she also kind of like really wants you to have agency over what you do. Yes. You know, so it's less about like molding you into this like technical ideal and more about like how, like let's pull your voice out what do you want to sing? How do you want to sing it? Like you, you have so much choice. At least when I was working with her, I was, I always thought that was just cool because when you're learning voice, like when I, I took other, I took a lot of different classes, mm-hmm. but most of the time you're learning technique and different teachers come from different schools of thought or different styles. Like I took an opera class, like, um, like opera lessons in college and like, you know, your placement is really different. So they don't care about what you want to do. They care about, technically how you're doing it you know and she's super different in that way so yeah I I think so too and and the other piece of it is that a really good teacher it's not about them yeah it's about you so she's there to make everybody shine to make every give everybody their best experience and get let them get what they need to get or want to get out of the class yeah it's not about it's not the Rochelle show right yeah which is, you know, she she's very secure and she's very supportive. Yeah. You know, I mean, she's like a good parent. Yeah, right. Know? Yeah. She's really, she's awesome. Well, and singing is so vulnerable. It's like, <laughs> you do, it's really like you do need a good environment. Yeah. Or else it's just like really nerve wracking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, mom, do you have any advice for people who might be, looking to take a class here or there like you know you know i just feel like taking classes especially as an adult you know it's it can be it can feel like a weird thing to decide to do do you have any advice for people well i think my decision to take classes again felt like uh, something like why didn't i do this a long time ago Mm -hmm. So I guess my advice is just do it. You know, I, a lot of this all happened because dad's retired and he just retired like a couple of months ago. Yeah. So he's starting this new beginning and I'm like, yeah, I need a new beginning. Mm -hmm. Like I'm starting over again too. Yeah. And for me, it's all permission to turn back the clock. Like, I don't want to get old. I want to get young. Yeah. I really want to grow in a different way. Mm. I don't want to just, like, okay, my example of unexpected productions. This is the unexpected thing. Right. Is that now that we're old, 
and we're about to get Social Security and Medicare, yeah. I actually, my life is, the, is more like it was when I was your age than it has been in a very, very long time. Mm. And it's just fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I just want more of the same. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, so I guess that's what I would say is you can do anything and you can turn back the clock. You totally can turn back the clock. And so that's the only thing I would say. Great. Well, I'm definitely, definitely looking to turn back the clock. Yeah, uh, I'm really very motivated. That was very, I'm like, yes, it's not too late for me now. No. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you guys want to do tonight also? I feel like we could do anything. You know what I realized? I actually think we have never gone out. We don't go out because you always cook dinner. So I was like, I love when you cook dinner. So if you want to, we should do that. Or we should just go out and do something different. Well, what I think we should do yeah. is go out, enjoy this beautiful day. I mean, today it's not raining in Seattle and the clouds are a little bit bright. <laughs> so that... There is no blue. That so the sky totally... Is, this, 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 the sky is a blinding gray this is uh, <laughs> this qualifies as a beautiful day i think we need to get out and cavort in nature yes and then nice. do whatever we feel like yes what do you think dad's gonna want to go out no <laughs> that's, that was my worry when but I that's said not I... you know we don't you know he'll he'll, he'll come he'll if he'll follow us okay but i but i think we should just leave it and and see what we feel like i love it everything that's, everything is good that's right we're turning back the clock anything it's all unexpected yes bye mom peace mama love you bud goodbye to seattle muriel this is the outro to our seattle soiree we're sitting in nick's childhood bedroom staring out the windows into a bleak bleak what some would call beautiful winter <laughs> day i'm uh looking at my elementary school you can see it across the way and look at all those children out there playing just like i did 50 years ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we had a lot of you know we had a lot of good FaceTime. i mean the recap i guess you know we were talking about whether or not we wanted to do a recap i guess we kind of should we um so everybody kind of knows like we did a lot of karaoke my voice is still completely shot from the karaoke that i did on monday <laughs> i told you to then stop Nick told me to stop but i kept going and told him to go to sleep <laughs> And then, <laughs> and then we, you know, we made an insane dinner uh, at my mom's house. Uh, and then we went to go see my dad, who's now living in like, like while he's recovering from his hip surgery and getting ready for a second hip surgery, he's living in like a senior living facility. It's a straight up old folks home. And we should talk about that. So <laughs> well. that was, that was cracking off. I okay so there's two things about this yeah one is that obviously it's weird he's 70 he's not that old it's like a necessity sort of thing that like makes a lot of sense so it's like a practical thing but it's not really him going he's probably going to leave it's not him going into senior living for the rest of his life 
but man. It's him living at senior living currently while he's younger than everyone, walking around faster than he needs to. He's walking fast on purpose to prove a point. I think so. And then leaving and going to bars and like coming back. Yeah. Basically, we showed up. He's like, he's like, <laughs> so many classic dad moves. He texts me. He texts me. Call me when you get there. So I go outside and I go, hey, dad, we're here. And he goes, where are you? <laughs> and I said, we're at that place. He's like, okay, where? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. You just said call you when you get here. We're walking at the door. And he's like, oh, okay. Okay. And then he comes downstairs and he's got <laughs> So at this place, they don't have like a bar or anything, obviously. But you can drink wine or do whatever you want. Like you can basically do whatever you want. It's essentially like renting a like a room like renting a full it has a full kitchen it's like a studio apartment in this facility and then there's like a pool table and like a dining room and all this kind of stuff in it but i mean like you have free reign there's not like really any rules so he shows up which only works because everyone is a little old person who can't cause any trouble yeah enter west montgomery just a giant (laughs) spunky ass 70 year old man with nothing to lose he came downstairs and he had two full bags of wine bottles like those kind that hold six it was four of us five of us for dinner he had i think a total of at least 10 wine bottles he's carrying them around and he's like well let me show you around and he's like speed walking up and down the hallways (laughs) carrying these giant things of wine and just sweating down his face and i are like 20 paces behind him like what's the rush man <laughs> I was like where are you going he's like i don't know what do you mean uh yeah so then we like saw his place there's like a beautiful like rooftop area with grills there's like there's just a- soaking in the rain just swimming in its own <laughs> seattle um cloud filth and, and it's like beautiful it's like walking distance from the parks it's like in this nice kind of area where there's lots of stuff going on and then like downstairs in the rec room they have like shuffle ball and a pool table and darts and all this stuff they which have. we just took over we brought our speaker system down and like beers and whiskey and wine and we're just playing music and screaming about all the games at our disposal i'll be posting something my my husband and my father got to a screaming match about chess <laughs> This may be the funniest thing I've ever I've ever seen, and I definitely recorded it. Yeah, we were down there causing trouble. I mean, everybody, we well, for, the first thing we did is we got wine together, and we brought it downstairs into the dining room, and we had dinner with everybody. And so you sit, and it's kind of fancy, and it's like there's a menu, and you choose stuff. I would not call it fancy. It's like it has the echoes of fancy. It's nice. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, they have wine glasses on the table for your water that all don't match. And but also weren't that clean. No. But then they were cloth <laughs> napkins there were cloth and tablecloths. Yeah. And the chairs were really big and comfortable. That's true. And uh, Fluorescent lights. Yeah. My dad uh, also is like um, pretty notoriously like a complete... Uh, maniac at restaurants to the point where like most of the time unless we're going to his favorite spot i will not go out to eat with him because he acts like such an asshole but we were there and uh he's trying to be nice because we're here and we're being fancy so the like lady who works there who's kind of the waitress but she's not really waitress she takes all of our orders and she goes to the table and my dad goes what did she say he said he said he said oh he introduced everybody yeah and then he says and then whatever the lady's name is angie angie would you mind starting with the ladies please and then go around the table and finish with me because i have a very special order for you (laughs) so he's gonna so he was like being nice about it which i've never seen yeah right he was very polite he's like just get ready because i'm gonna be a huge pain in your ass so and then he goes you know and then 
They give us these burgers. It's They're a little bit like, of an older, old white lady move, actually. I, know. I think she, maybe he's been hanging out with some old white ladies. He definitely has. That is confirmed. <laughs> uh, he's sitting at the table and he goes, <coughs> so we, we have these like regular, they're just standard cheeseburgers with little skinny patties. You know, and he goes, um, I will have a burger, medium rare. <laughs> and then she goes, they're all pre-cooked. <laughs> I can't make it medium rare. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. No, uh, the last time I came in, I ordered a patty. She did it medium rare for me. So I know that they do that. <laughs> and so he's like, okay. And I need, um, do you have any tartar sauce? <laughs> and then she goes, yeah, I think so. Just, okay, I'll have one. No, I think... Please, two orders of tartar sauce and one order of mayonnaise. And the burger comes slathered in mayonnaise already. So that was his thing. And then he ordered, I think, four different sides, things to sample. And then my burger came and I got it with potato chips. And he goes, he looks and says, oh, Muriel, Muriel, we have to get you some salsa. <laughs> he starts waving his arms and I go, you have to stop. Well, the funniest part of that, too, you're like, no one wants salsa with the potato chips. Oh, yeah. And then your mom like was like, yeah, they like they she were completely like, oh, on the, the same salsa page. The potato chips is great. I eat salsa with my potato chips. I was just looking at him like, you fools. <laughs> of course you got married, man. What are you talking about out of your goddamn mind? It was great. Your dad just introduced us to everyone. Everyone loved him. It was here's one thing I'll say about the old folks what? home. The vibe was really positive. Yeah, actually, and the I'm, vibe was. I'm sure they can't all be like that, and I'm sure there are lots of like sickly people that are not leaving their rooms and that kind of thing. Yeah, but the actual vibe of it was actually really pleasant and nice. Yeah, like that I, lady it, we got in the elevator with was like really friendly and also kind of youthful and she was like "Ooh, this must be your family yeah like, you know everyone like was loved, like they kicking loved, it yeah they liked that we were kicking it that yeah. was one thing i was like because like nick's walking around that thing with a beer can <laughs> just down the halls <laughs> everybody yeah. was making me nervous i got immediate nervous mode but we went into the rec room which is not like a bar it's like a bunch of tables with games you know set up the speaker got the whiskey out and we were just like screaming and playing games for like hours and people were walking by and looking in the window like what is going on but everyone was smiling like they were just yeah. like oh cool someone's using the pool table yeah, you know right. it was way more like that than it was like people you know needing to tell us to be quiet yeah which was interesting um yeah that was about it then uh i don't know i don't know that was it was really fun yeah, we just went cool. back to his place and we ate a bunch of pate and cheese and wine and we taught my dad spoons, which now I realize it, he literally couldn't play. Well, he had some senior moments. You, <laughs> also, watching him yell at Cortana to play the right kind of music oh, was pretty much the funniest thing in the world. I, I, okay. I know everybody's parents are like this. My dad cannot use Cortana, and he gets madder and madder, and the madder he gets, <laughs> it's just too much. The funniest thing was my mom got my dad a Cortana and my dad got my mom a Google Play. Is that the other kind? What's the what's uh, speaker one? The other speaker? Alexa, Siri, I don't know. One of them. Alexa, let's say. I thought it was called a Google Play. I think that's probably a thing. There's like a, but I don't know. Well, whatever. Who they you got yell each at. other different yeah. ones Yeah. that have different introductions. Last Christmas, like last time I was home. And these fools had them both on at the same time, yelling at their own ones <laughs> at the same time. And it was complete and utter chaos. Because one of them was like, you have to say, hey, Cortana. And then the other one was like, you know, like, 
whatever google google you like they have to say different things <laughs> yeah. at, to get them to trigger and then they were at different parts of the thing and my mom would be screaming at hers while my dad was screaming at his and they're mixing <laughs> them up and, you know and i and, and they don't they just didn't seem to notice yeah like i'm standing there and i'm like they're just going like screaming at these things and they're playing all this random stuff. Just salsa dripping off their potato chips. I know. I was like riding off into the sunset in some sort of uh, lovely (laughs) warfare of eternal admiration. I was just like, how are you guys not annoying each other? This is impossible. (laughs) Yeah, that was probably Uh, the funniest thing. That's what we did. We just yeah, and then we went for a nice long walk (laughs) through the woods with my mother. That was so fun. And her adorable corgi. Yeah. And then uh, we hung out with my family. We went out to dinner. Yeah. Uh, got some good-ass Caribbean food, went to the neighborhood bar. We learned a trick. If you just have a little cocktail hour, kick it, drink a little bit at dinner, and then stop drinking after dinner, you can have a normal night's sleep. Yeah. And you right. don't wake up feeling like garbage. And then we woke up and we told my mom that. She was like, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> She's like, you know, she has her she has cocktail hour every day, and she just makes sure she stops at around dinner time and then your life isn't ruined <laughs> i'm still adjusting to that idea but i was like damn that's a good idea yeah where'd you come up with that idea well i think overall we nailed it this was a very fun home visit we're a little nervous because the government shutdown is impacting all the tsa agents and apparently it SeaTac, where we're flying out of is like everyone's calling off sick yeah it's like a big thing in the paper that like people are just the union leader is even being like i do like this is not their fault they are calling off sick because trump is an idiot yeah so like he's basically being like it's chaos (laughs) and so that's happening plus they're doing construction (laughs) so we're going three hours early you know, but that's all just because I want to get some nachos and hang out at the airport. You're going to eat airport nachos? The airport is my favorite place. And we <laughs> talked about nachos. Jesus Christ. Of course, the airport's going to have the best nachos. Where do you want to go? Plan check? I don't want to get nachos, period. I'm vegan now, remember? Stop. You're vegan on Monday. <laughs> You're vegan on Monday. Yeah. No, I'm vegan all the time. It's just that every once in a while, I... Let I allow my morals to be compromised for the greater good. Oh my God. Did wait? <laughs> did you mention that you had a Nick what? had a series of nightmares in the middle of the night that he woke up and realized he was just dreaming about being militantly vegan? Yeah, that is what happened. <laughs> no, because you know how you wake up and your th- mind is just racing, and yeah. it, they weren't dreams. It was just like I couldn't sleep. I woke up and my mind, I couldn't make sense of any of the thoughts in my mind, and it wouldn't stop. It was like the static on a radio station or yeah, something, yeah. and I was trying to hear what the hell the static was, and it was just being really militantly pro-vegan and like what's the um who are the anarchists like in high school they used to like uh f- like firebomb uh oh, labs that like uh, work on animals or uh, whatever yeah not PETA, the real motherfuckers oh, the, alf yeah the people with i shouldn't actually i think they're a terrorist organization <laughs> I know they're going to, we're going to have the FBI at our door. I don't support any (laughs) sort of terrorism. God damn it. I'm just saying I was dreaming and I was hella militantly vegan. (laughs) 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 After one day, literally just one day. We are also just for those of us who are tuning in after last week's podcast, we are super looking forward to uh, cutting out a bunch of animal products next week. And so that's like a new thing. I, it's a nice way to say goodbye, to come home to your family and just be like, 
we are eating lamb every <laughs> night. I mean, it was just like I last night I had a hamburger with a hot link on it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're not going to be doing Ooh, that. Car- that was at the Caribbean restaurant. So good. good. I know. So we're ready to like we are gearing up, and I, I'm actually super looking forward to it. I'm been, I've been really feeling like it's the right move. But anyway, anyways, um, all right. So we're you know we did good. I thought that was a really really excellent. Excellent, excellent trip. You, I thought, completely blossomed. You were like a little flower back in your home garden. <laughs> you were just, uh, just, it is really nice. I feel like maybe we sort of will trade back and forth. Like if one of us is not feeling as bubbly and perfect, the other one kind of steps up in yeah. family situations. You were on fire this whole time. I just <laughs> sat back and let you be entertaining and <laughs> connect with everyone. I was like, this is cool, man. You know, I've got to say, it made me feel so happy that you felt that way. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, he loves me so much. But then a small part of me was like, what What do you think I act like normally? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was really good to finally see you happy and nice. <laughs> so what, are you, what are you actually trying to say right now? You know what the hell I'm talking about, especially with like family visits and like the potentials for stress and all that kind oh, of yeah. stuff. I'll just like lately I've just been like, I don't care what you do. If you're annoying, <laughs> I'll just, you know, I'll just shift my focus to somebody who's not. It's a beautiful brand new chapter in a new positive part of Muriel's life. I want, why do we, you're making me want to murder you. Uh, see, we're going straight back to LA, man. <laughs> Watch out Los Angeles. Here I come <laughs> Are until you we meet again. So I want to say, for all of you who don't realize, Nick is singing that to the tune of Hello Darkness or The Sound of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel. But, you know, I don't think you'd ever know that. Hello, Los Angeles, my old friend. Until we meet again. <laughs> Why do I know that? Oh, it's really, that's just so ridiculous. Because it's an odd, because I'm doing a good job of singing Nick, the tune. you're not singing any of the notes that are in that Hello, song. Hello, Darkness, my old friend. <laughs> sing what you're saying. Sing the different, <clears throat> sing the different lyrics. Hello, Los Angeles, my old friend. (laughs) Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Thank you so much for listening, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome. This is what it's like. If you ever thought about visiting Seattle, listen to this podcast. It will teach you everything. (laughs) You got all the good sites. All the Seattle details. Uh, we want to thank Ryan and Ryan for their tireless hosting of this podcast on Campfire Media. Thank you so much. We want to thank all of our listeners. We got a couple people on social media we want to shout out. Pity152, Boy Glitch, and Taddy. Yes. And Helena Detroit. Booyah. Thanks for just like being here in our world. We love you. We got a lot of pictures. Anybody who missed it from last week. I tried to shake a bottle of that uh, hot sauce, got it in my eye. There's some pictures of that on the internet, so <laughs> go for it, man. Um, we got some. We got a couple new reviews. Reviews are Apple. always good. We love them. They help us. Thank yes, you. Yes, this one is called Best Couple Banter, which I am like very much put two feathers in my cap and marched around the house because I was like, that's a good-ass <laughs> compliment. That's from Yoda Leahy, you. Oh, nice. No, Yodi Leo. Uh, so anyway, thanks for the review. That we love that. Thank you so much. We're shouting you out. Shout, 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 shout. Yeah. What they I, say? Say, give me a little snippet of what they said. I don't, okay, I was Did you lose shy. It I get shy. No, no, no. Because you don't like hearing the praise. This is called. Ugh. 
this is called that's why when you tell me i did good you're like oh you're so bright and happy i'm like what's the angle <laughs> uh a pod for the real people out there trying mm -hmm. to improve themselves as individuals and as a couple i love oh i love their relationship and their willingness to call each other out <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was looking at Meryl today. This wasn't even on the podcast. You guys don't even know about the real callouts. She was just on her phone. She had this dumbass look on her face with her front tooth hanging out. And she was just, and I was just like, you look fucking nerdy right now. You look yeah, like he said that. Well, I was sitting next to your brother. And he said that to me right in front of his brother. And I go, what are you talking? You look nerdy. Look at your ass. And he's just like, what's wrong with you guys? He's automatically, you know, whatever. Uh, like I say every week or when I remember to say it, we all, nobody leaves reviews. You get good service at a restaurant. We rarely say like on the internet, oh, good service. You know what yeah. I mean? We, and I don't do it, but now I think about doing it because I have a podcast. <laughs> My point being, I know it's super weird, but if you're ever moved, like you're fiddling on your phone and you're moved to leave a review, you don't have to write anything. Five stars helps a lot. It goes a long way to like yeah. getting our podcast seen by more people. And, you know, we have tiny egos and they're little tiny egos. Are you saying eagles? Egos. Oh, egos. They're yeah. little egos. And, you know, we need some some fuel. So you leave us <laughs> some nice things. Oh, those egos will get so big. Oh, I did see I did see two bald eagles on our walk through Seward Park yesterday because I felt very <laughs> I felt very I was like, oh, there's a bald eagle. There was it. And then the second one flew by and everyone's like, good eye, Nick. Speaking of egos, uh, yeah. well, a couple of eagles one, you can one, double your ego. One flew by and he goes, I think that was an eagle. It had a bald head. And I go, that, I think that was a crow. <laughs> and then the second one went by. And then I did give you a compliment. All right. Anyways, Are you thanks, excited everybody. for we love you. horrific trip into... It's going to be fine. Listen, I always plan for the worst <laughs> and expect the worst. Hey, do you like Christmas? Uh-huh. Do you like Christmas movies, good or bad? Yeah. Do you like podcasts? Yes. Do you want a podcast that reviews awesome Christmas movies that a lot of people think that are bad? Yes! Well, Ross, you're, you're in this podcast. Wait, what? Yeah, you're co-hosting this podcast with me, Jackie. <gasps> Let's do it. And we have special guests. It's called Most Wonderful Pod of the Year, brought to you by Campfire Media. Oh, I love it. So you can subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I'm going right now. Here's my phone. Merry Christmas. Let's oh, ring in the holiday. Campfire. <laughs>